Welcome back to another Macam in the Middle podcast after another Sunderland League game and another point of discussion, I think is fair to say. Did finish 1-1 yesterday at home against Oxford in which Sunderland did take the lead and then Oxford equalised in the first half and it did finish 1-1. And John is the only person with me today, just the two of us as the song goes. Not sure who sings it, I'll have to look at that one because I say that a lot and still don't know who sings it. But... Best way to describe the game, I think it's fair to say good performance, poor result. Yeah, I'd I'd probably go along along with that. Um performance, yeah, it was still needed. I th- I, I, th- I think it goes down as maybe there was sort of the the effort was there, which is obviously, you know, that that's a given. That should be that should be there anyway, but yeah. I think even John, Johnson said it, you know, the the last, you know, the final ball just, you know, the final bit of quality we needed to unlock just, just wasn't there. Um, but maybe, you know, don't get me wrong, I was uh, proper annoyed um, at the result, but it was just one of those you've just got to, you know, sort of settle down, take it. Yes, we wanted to win. I think we should have won, especially second half with, you know, them. they didn't really want to win. You know, you could tell they were happy with, with a point at the stadium light, which is frustrating, which, you know, goes into a point of, do we need, you know, do we need a higher calibre of, of player to maybe get over these teams who, mm. who seem to be happy to come here and, and get a point against us? But yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one to swallow. But, you know, if you, if you go and win Tuesday and Saturday, then, you know, I'll probably forget this one. But if we don't, that's when it, again, you know, be included, then, you know, the questions will get asked once again. Yeah, I think most people kind of agreed that seven points out of these three games is is the minimum and we are still technically on track for that if we do win the next two games and context does play a big part in this Um, but the result as a whole, I think Oxford hadn't conceded in the last six games or something, I think it was Um, a draw at home to a team that will be in and around the playoffs possibly automatic promotion come the end of the season as an individual result isn't as bad a result as some people seem to make it out to be. Um, I, I think you've got to take it. In. I, I just think uh, if you're gonna, if you want to win the league, I think you've got to beat. You've, you've just got to find a way of, of beating these teams at home. We know that not a lot of teams are going to come and play us like for like, which are, you know we keep saying. Um, so when we, you know, if we go toe to toe and and it comes out a draw, you know that's fine. But when you know, especially second half. Um, I think we let them play in the first half. Um, <coughs> excuse me, um, but then then second half it's you know I don't think Hoffman had had anything to do at all. Um, and we 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 just got to find a way of of beating these teams. But and and again, like I said, if you know it's a frustrating one and one we should have won. But if we if we then back it up, you know we've got the next the next two home games. If we beat Morecambe, which you know not being big headed or anything, but you'd you'd like to think that you could maybe come away with that with a, a two or three nil. Uh, yeah. result and then obviously it's a big game against Plymouth and obviously if you beat them it sends out um, it sends out a good message you know the form they I know they've they've dropped off um, you know the last few weeks but you still you still got to go and do the business um, so then it doesn't look like maybe such a bad result I thought Oxford to be fair were very very good in defence and our attacking options I think are very are very limited at the moment not that we've got you know you maybe go to the injury list but I, I think only then Really, probably missing McGeady, who hasn't really done anything. Um, 
you know, and then I, I think it's maybe another question for uh, for January. At, you know, do you swap out an Aidan O'Brien who's gonna, not going to come on and do anything? You know, maybe we need to swap him out for someone who is going to come, you know, into the squad and, and do something. Because we're playing, you know, we're playing Broadhead, uh, Stewart, Emerton came on, was looked bright finally. Yeah. Um, the Ak is obviously having to play. You know, he's not an option we can bring on. Um, Gooch is playing a bit, a bit further back, so we haven't really got the attacking options to come on and and maybe change it last twenty minutes. You know, I think Johnson's a little bit hamstrung by that at the moment. You know, a few people said about you know in-game management. I'm not sure what else he could have really done. You know, sort of tactically to change it. So it's you know it's probably back back to your original point. You know, it's you know we'll we'll, we'll take the point. It's a frustrating one. We get that, but um you know you back it up with six points this week and. You know, we're getting into the Christmas period looking looking fairly strong. Yeah. And you're going back to the point you made there, I think it's fair to say people who want Johnson out will probably always want Johnson out. The people who want Johnson in will probably always want Johnson in. And the people who are on the fence will be on the fence until the end of the season, really. But it does almost come across as a as a no win situation for Johnson at times and it's not necessarily defending him um because he does deserve criticism and has deserved criticism this season but as a whole which we'll get into the game yesterday wasn't a bad game the performance wasn't bad we started well fell off a little bit in the first half um and then based on the second half probably deserved the win um and on another day could have won that game maybe 3-4 possibly even 5-1 um but the one mistake that cost us the game, cost us the three points yesterday, was just an individual error that's got nothing to really do with tactics and the way Johnson set them up to play. I know there was someone saying that, well, Johnson's got them to play it out from the back and, and kind of play it out from danger. But as a player, you've got to have that knowledge to know we can play it out here or just hoof it. And Gucci didn't in, in that specific moment. Yeah, for me, it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a shocker. Because um, then after that, you know, the next sort of 10, 15 minutes after that, I think Gooch literally hoofed every single boy out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think he knows. And again, that that's our philosophy, but it's a little bit, come on, that's just, that's probably game management from the players and not, like say, Johnson can't really do anything about that because I'm sure he'd be screaming at him saying, just clear, especially if you're turning into your box, just clear it. You know, there, yeah. there's plenty of time sometimes we could play the simple ball and, and we do lump it. You know what I mean? We've, We've got to learn those things. Um, but again, you you know, it's the it's the square peg and round holes again. You play in a and a you know, I know he's filled in there before, but you know, you wouldn't say it's his his proper position. Um, you know, Winchester played well um at, at right back, you know, and we're we're all, you know, applauding him. If he makes a few mistakes or gets caught out of position, it's well, you know, he's he's a midfielder, you know, doing doing a defensive job. Yeah. Um not that, you know, not that I'm excusing Gooch because, you know, it's I think that's still quite a basic thing, um, but yeah, for me, there's, I don't see what what Johnson can uh, can do there. Yeah, and another criticism people made of Johnson after the game, especially, um, which is pretty much always the case if if the result doesn't go your way, was allegedly the team selection was wrong, and I think we have thirteen fit senior players. Is there really anything he could have changed about that starting eleven that? people would have agreed with um I, you know there's there's going to be a hundred different opinions and i think if you you know none more so than than twitter you know everyone's you know got an opinion um you know straight away i saw um i checked the team up was two 
Um, and, I, you know, I normally sort of go through the comments just to see what, you know, what the yeah. consensus is. And I'm sure someone kicked off um, that Gooch was playing yeah. um, and and um, Elliot Embleton wasn't. Now, OK, that he's well entitled to his opinion, but you've, you've got to look at it and think, well, em- Embleton, since, you know, since maybe the sending off and even maybe just before that, hasn't really pulled up any trees. So it doesn't really yeah. deserve to start as opposed to, you know, Lyndon Gooch last week. Obviously, we know he has his flaws, but last week, you know, filled in and probably had his best game of the season. So you'll never, you know, with the team section, you'll never please anybody. You know, I'm sure 20 years ago, if you went back and, you know, if we were, if we played, you know, if, if Quinn came out and, and Dietje went up front with Phillips, I'm sure people would be fuming about that on Twitter. Whereas it's still, you know, it still would have worked. It's, you know, it's, I think it's just something you've, we've got to live live with now. Just every single person's got an opinion and everyone's yeah. everyone entitled to their uh, opinion, you know, I've, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm always right. I wouldn't say I'm always wrong, and you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that about anyone else. But I'm not quite sure with with 13 or 14, you know, players, fit senior players. Sorry, um, what else Johnson's, you know, supposed to do? We know we're playing, you know, Linda Gooch out of position. You know, Dayaku's, you know, come from Bayern Munich or, or whatever, and I'm sure he's not used to playing, you know, to doing the defensive work. Because how much, you know, how much defending the Bayern Munich do? So he's not really going to be taught that that type of thing. So he's, you know, I'm not quite sure what else, you know, what else he can do. When we were early on in the season, you know, we had, you know, we had Hume, Sirkin, Huggins. You know, we could we could change all that up. Centre backs, we had sort of four or five. Um, Centre midfield, you know, sometimes Dan Neal couldn't get in, and now you'd say he's one of one of the better ones. Obviously, Carl Winchester's returned into centre mid, who I thought was was the best player on the pitch yesterday. Um, have have we got something else for for Ross Stewart when he comes off? Because you know, let's be honest, you know, Aiden O'Brien's uh, you know he works hard, but he's not going to be the threat that that Stewart is. Mm. So I think we're again, I think we're just a little bit ham, hamstrung by by the options, um, and maybe it's a case of the ones who are you know your Aiden O'Briens who are staying fit but not really contributing in the league to the to the cause. I I'd say um, then I think you know it's. We're going to need some serious plans in place, I think, to, if we really do, you know, want to push. Because at the moment, you know, it is tough. But ultimately, you know, we're still, we're still massively in with a chance. I'm, I'm probably as guilty as anyone yeah. as thinking, oh, last few weeks, oh, we're not, we're not playing very well. Granted, we haven't. We've been, you know, smashed off a few teams, um, which, you know, is going to happen sometimes. Um, but ultimately, you know, I think we're, we're what two points off the top and. Yeah. You know we're we're still neck and neck with everyone. We've got everyone to play, so why? You know we can't. I don't think we can fully go out on on Johnson, even though you know rightly so. Questions should be asked, and they should be. But let's have a bit of level headedness about it. Yeah, and you mentioned there the threat of Ross Stewart, and the thing is with Stewart, if he's not scoring goals, he still offers a lot outside of that. His hold up play, the runs into the channels, the work rate that he has, but it is becoming a. I'd say a worry, a bit probably concerning at times is probably the best way to describe it. How long it's taken him to get this this next goal to kind of go on a good run. And once he does, you know, I think the results will will definitely start turning in our favour more often. Yeah, definitely. I think I think for me it's I think he's working so hard and because we're not, you know, free flowing at the moment, I think sometimes when he does come out wide and he does hold the ball up. And then when you are hitting the ball into the middle, you haven't really got any real threat in there. 
you know, I think I think you maybe got to ask for more from your your wide players. Certainly, your your left left back and right back need to become more of a an attacking threat, and you know, sort of two up down the wing. Um, you know, sort of classic Mickey Gray and Alan Johnston type of thing for mm. the older heads. Um, you know, and Ross Stewart needs to make sure he's a, he's um, a massive threat in the box. You know, in the middle, that's where we need you. You know, yeah. we know. You know, we we know that you can run in behind, and you can hold the ball up, and you can come out wide. But I don't want to see him on the halfway line. You know, I'm trying to hold the ball up on the turn. I want to see him right up there because he, you know, he's got the pace. We, he's not just a target man. Um, I think we need to get uh, Broadhead for the time being. Um, I think we need to get him right up alongside him and just say right. Yeah. Play up, play around. I think one of the things from the game yesterday as well. I think there was one passage, especially where Pritchard, where we're on the counter attack. Pritchard played it into Stewart on the right side. And there was just no one even trying to make any kind of run to get near Stewart. I think he ended up holding the ball for five or ten seconds in the same place, passed it backwards, made a run, and then got it back himself. Like The options up front now, even though we've got so many players who can play there, they're just non-existent at times. Yeah, they are, yeah. Like you say, you know, we've got Pritchard, who I think at the moment is on a, a good spell of form. Um, obviously, Diaku's, you know, hit and miss. Um but yeah, this we need we need to we need to get ourselves right at the pitch. We need to start filling the box a bit more, like we did early on in the season. You know, when your Winchester's like Winchester from right back was picking up a, you know, was getting a goal. How many how many threats has Gooch been on the goal? Um, yeah. You know, when it, when he's played sort of uh, fullback last couple of weeks, you would say none none at all. So there there's been like a shift. Oh, not not on the opposition goal anyway. No, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but but he should, in fairness, he should be. You know, if you. Obviously, I know it's a different level, but you look at the the fullbacks, you know, in the Premier League, Trent Alexander-Arnold's and, you know, Chilwell's, Rhys James and Robertson's, those, obviously, they're elite players, you know, at the top of their game, but it should still be the same at our level. They should still be able to be, you know, a threat going forward and, you know, obviously defending first and foremost. But if you do that, you're pegging other teams back. And yeah. for the first half yesterday, we just didn't, you know, we didn't peg them back. Right, we, we scored early on, which you know, was was decent. And then you've then got to build. If you get that second, I think then you are on a, you know, you ride sort of the crest of the wave, then the crowd will, you know, sort of, I didn't say they, they didn't get behind them, but you know what I mean? It would it would just sort of follow suit. Um, and yeah. the players would be a little bit, I want to say maybe less nervous in the first half than they were. Uh, but second half, you know, it, it was all us, but I didn't, you know, it was, obviously we hit, we hit the post a few times and, you know that's that's just one of them things, but I would like to see. Obviously, going back, we've got to see something else. I think we do need another striker in January. Yeah. Um, you know, to so I think Ross Stewart's technically our only striker as such, isn't he? You've got Aidan O'Brien, who's an attacker, Broadhead's an attacker, but we wouldn't really class either of them as an out-and-out striker. No, I don't. Obviously, Ross Stewart is you know is the, is the out-and-out striker, and if you play him Broadhead up with it more, Broadhead on his own. I don't think he's going to survive, you know, sort of league one centre-backs are just going to bully him, you know, whereas Ross Stewart obviously can handle himself. Um, so maybe you need to think about getting someone near a Stewart, like Broadhead, which would work. Um, but I think you then need, you need someone else to bring on. Aidan O'Brien, bless him, he's not, not really done anything for me, especially in the league, and that's what we need. Mm. Um, so I'll be happy to, to swap him out, you know, if he needs to go on loan somewhere or, or transfer permanently. And then we do need to get another striker who can play, you know, sort of your Ross Stewart type, who can come in and get those sort of, you know, five to seven goals between now and the end of the season, add into what Ross Stewart should get 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've talked about the Oxford goal a little bit. Obviously, the Gooch mistake and then hilariously bad dive uh, to try and win the free kick. Went to Matty Taylor, who finished well. But the opening goal for Sunderland, I think, was about five or six minutes in. Um, Dayaku is a very interesting player. I think is the best way to describe him. He's either looking very lively and very dangerous or reminds me of Callum McFadden at times. You know, he, he can't trap the ball, which is a worry for someone who has played for Bayern Munich at times. But ultimately, I don't think he had a bad game yesterday. It wasn't great, but he took his goal very well. Yes, it's a decent finish, to be fair. Um, only scores on his left foot, um, despite being right-footed. But, you know, I think I think you've got to take everything into context with him. Um, I think obviously, moving to a new country, he'd come from Bayern Munich, you know, training with, you know, let's be honest, you know, superstars um, and that type of thing. So, again, he's probably not used to having a League One you know, fall back right up his arse. He's just, he's obviously not yeah. used to that. It's its a big learning curve. Um, but I, I think we've got to give him time. Don't get me wrong. He needs to work on, you know, I'd say his physicality. Um, he needs to work on, you know, beating his man. I've, if you've got a winger like him, you'd expect one-on-one um, to be able to get his crossing. I think once once or twice he actually did that yesterday. Yeah. Um, so hope, hopefully they get him on the training pitch and they say, look, you know, you can maybe maybe just a, you know just a bit of confidence. Obviously, after the goal, that's going to do him the world of good. And just say, look, just go at your man. You know, we know nine times out of ten, you probably are going to go past him or win a corner. You know, and you are going to be a threat for us. But you just you know just need to believe in yourself. You know, again, it's a it's a new country for him, new way of life. So he's we, we you know we've got to give him that. Um, but you know, it, it goes both ways. He's got a he's got you know he's got a want to do it and you know be be the best he can here. Yeah. Well, that was the opening call. Obviously, Matty Taylor equalised straight after. Well, straight after. It was in the first half. Um, and we've talked about the second half. Sunderland did dominate that half, but didn't get the goal despite hitting the woodwork twice. Um, so it did finish 1-1. And the other talking point, which was made on Twitter or on the radio, and has certainly been blown out of proportion, I believe, um, there was a guy phoned in on BBC Newcastle who said Johnson was sticking two fingers up at him and, and arguing with him. The video came out and, I mean, I can't even tell if he has stuck two fingers up at him or kind of waved at his hand to say, like, shush kind of thing. But either way, if you're going to give abuse to someone on a human level, regardless whether they're a footballer, a manager, a coach, a referee or whoever it is, you can't really complain if they give you anything back. No, of course you can't. Like you say, on a human level, you know, I'm sure the guy hasn't gone up to Johnson and said, oh, you know, something constructive. We know it would have been there, you know. Well, well, well he, he admitted himself on the radio. He went up to Johnson and said, do us all a favour and leave the club or walk away or something along them lines. I mean, that was what he said on the radio. So I imagine there was a few words missing from that sentence, which he said he said. Um, and Johnson's reacted pretty much how anyone else would react in that situation. Yeah, yeah of course he would. You know what I mean? Me, me and you are exactly the same. You know, we know at the end of the yeah. game, the heat at the moment, the result, don't get me wrong, you know, I turn my stream off and I'll give it the big FO. You know, that's that that's a reactionary thing. We don't we don't need anyone going up to the manager and and saying stuff. And like you say, he's probably worded it nicely for the radio and he's he's making out he's sort of the you know the the victim in it almost. And yeah. and for me it's for me it's almost you know a non-event. I'm sure the guy can't go to Johnson and have you know a reasonable conversation and just say look I'm unhappy. You know what I mean? It, it like we say it doesn't it doesn't really happen like that. Yeah. Um, and for, for me, it was just a bit of a non-event, and 
you know, different if he's literally gone up to the face of a supporter, you know, and and actively, you know, sworn back at him. But for me, it's just just a bit of a non-event and just trying to create, you know, something that maybe is just just not there. I think we yeah. we have to remember we have to remember where where we are, you know, in terms of the league position. You know, if we were like where Ipswich were, look at you know how well they played against us, controlled the ball. You know, we we happen to have two shots and we beat them two 0 You know, ten days later, they sacked their manager. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's it's madness. You know, like, like I said, we need we do need a balanced view. Um, with Johnson, questions rightly to be asked. You know, when we get smashed by Portsmouth, don't get me wrong, the Charlton, you know, when we lost the Rotherham game, there are a few things creeping in that are allowed to be questioned, but it's not. You know, it's not the pitchfork mob. We don't need that. We don't need. You know, people like that. Why? Why is he, Why is the guy done this? This has happened, and then rung rung up. You know, total yeah. sport and on. Do you know what I mean? You don't. You don't need to do it. Do you? You're creating something that's not there, and then obviously a lot of media sites are going to run with it. For me, it's just, it's just a bit of a non-event. If if you're going to do that to someone, doesn't matter who it is. You know, you're going to get some back. You can't. You can't then turn victim after you've, you know, provoked. Because John, I think as well, you've you've got to remember Johnson's going to be well pissed off of a one-all draw. He's yeah. going to be. He has to be. That, 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 was your, that was the other point he made on the radio, this this fella. And he said that Johnson doesn't seem to care. He shows no passion on the, on the, on the touchline. He just stands there with his, with his arms crossed. But that couldn't be much further from the truth. You know, I think I've never seen a manager pick up so many yellow cards for arguing with decisions and shouting at the referee or the linesman or the fourth official. You can see a lot about Johnson while he's been at Sunderland, but claiming he's not passionate about the the project, as he calls it, is definitely not one of them. No, exactly, and I think he he lives and breathes it just as much as the fans do. I think on the sideline, he's you know he's always going mental. He's always being reprimanded. You know, the fourth official stands with him more than his assistant does. You know, yeah. it's 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 just continuous. And like like I said, he it'll be as few as anyone with a one or draw at home to a team that we've played really well. Um, and then I think a lot of people will will read into it about his, you know, because sometimes his press conferences do go on a little bit. But yeah. I think that's, you know, he's he's got himself in. He's he's quite a professional guy. I like to think he's quite methodical in thinking. So he's probably has gone into the changing rooms and probably calmed down. And then he obviously has to come out and speak to the media. And that's yeah. when you do get more of a, you know, if we if if we did the podcast after I don't know, say when we lost the Portsmouth four 0 yeah. it's a lot worse. It's yeah. going to be a lot worse than, than say if we did it 24 hours later or you know two days later because you have time to process. And he's just a bit you know I think he's a bit quicker at processing, but he's he's going to be fuming with that result and you know and the reaction you know even at the full full time whistle if that guy has shout with him, Johnson could have just shrugged it off and not said anything, but he didn't. He turned around you know gave him a little bit back, but yeah. that's what that's what you got to expect. Yeah, um, we'll quickly go through player ratings. This is going to be a shorter one because. We are both ill and probably very tired as well on a very cold and windy Sunday afternoon. But we'll start with the ratings. We'll go through these quick. Hoffman, six, didn't really have anything to do in the game. I think he made one save in the second half. It was straight at him. Only thing I would say was his kicking is very poor at times. Um, but yeah, six. Yeah, same one with six. Like you say, he covered, he covered most of it. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Then the Gucci wing back um, definitely looked more dangerous going forward when he's further back which doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Um, but it was his mistake that essentially cost us the, 
the two extra points or three points as you would. Um, so five for me. Yeah, same. I've gone for five. I think if you're turning, you know, I think it's the, the the kick probably doesn't annoy me as much as the stupid sort of falling over. Yeah, you know, he does that all the time and, as well. Though. I think it's yeah, just and, you don't notice it as much unless it directly learned. leads to something. You know, you just haven't learned since you know when Luca Nine did it. And you know these stupid fouls are given. But if they're, you know, sometimes you just can't, you know, can't be certain they will be given. So you can't do that. So just get rid of the ball and don't play yeah. for it. You know, and and you got caught out. So yeah, five for me. Yeah, Flanagan played in the back of three, and I think he did fairly well. Defended well. Never really put a foot wrong. So seven, I went with for Flanagan. Yeah, same. I thought he was very, very good yesterday. Like a bit of a captain, yeah. I was very impressed. Seven, yeah. Um, Billy Wright again, I've went with seven. Um, started in the back three, we moved to a back four in the second half and did it okay at right back. Um, although he doesn't really give you much hope when he gets past the halfway line, but you know, he is a central defender naturally. Um, I think he did all right. So, again, seven, yeah, seven. Again, I thought, yeah. He did well in defence. Um, and then sort of last 10, 15 minutes, he actually played a bit on the right wing and was probably more of a threat than some of our wingers are at times. So, yeah, I'll give him a seven. Yeah. Um, Doyle, again, part of the back three. I think he was the weakest of the back three, but still don't think he was much worse than the back three. Um, so, again, seven. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably go over six. I think it was just a little bit more quieter. I think maybe you're looking for him to to be the one to bring the ball out, you know, because he's very, very comfortable on the ball. And I didn't really see that. So I'll, I'll knock him down just one, but not nothing, nothing too bad. Yeah. Um, Diaku probably going to be a difficult one to actually give a rating because obviously he got his goal and took it very well. But as we've mentioned a few times now, his decision-making is very poor at times. Um, his first touch is, again, at times just non-existent. Um Still looks like he has a player in him. And again, you don't sign for Barcelona, by Munich, I should say, if you don't have the ability. Um, but we are yet to really see that. I'd probably go with a seven, a low seven, based on the whole yeah. nine minutes. Yeah, I'll probably go with a seven. Um, and to be fair, I thought he, he did actually work quite hard um, to try and cover, um, you know, sort of going backwards as well. So maybe there's, there's signs of, you know, a bit of an improvement in there. So yeah, seven and you know, he scored as well, so we'll, you know, we'll we'll give him that. Yeah. Um, Dan Neal, I'd probably go with six. I think he's shown a lot more defensive kind of play in the game yesterday, which we haven't seen too often, and it's probably a good thing because he's definitely more effective going forward, but he did well on the ball, did well off the ball, um, didn't really do anything wrong. So, six. Yeah, same gone with six. He was a little bit frustrating at times. I like to see him get on the ball a lot more, but it's just one of those games I think you can't expect it all the time so yeah six for me yeah and alongside him was Winchester who I went with a seven I thought he was probably our better player probably our best player uh, on the day against Oxford put in some good tackles kept it simple on the ball um, and similar to 9 when he plays just never stops running um, closes everything down nine times out of ten wins his first challenge um, so yeah seven for me uh, I'll actually boost him up to an eight. I thought he, I thought he was the best player on the pitch yesterday. I thought he was uh, brilliant. It's, I think you can't revert him back into to right back now. I think he's, I yeah. think he even starts ahead of, you know, he's the first name on the team sheet for me at the moment. Um, in there, I, I, I love to see him going around and bollocking players off. Even, 
yeah. I've seen them bark off, you know, Bailey Wright and Flanagan at times, you know, and, you know, they're, they're, they're seen maybe as the more senior players. So, like you say, he was everywhere. Um, and, yeah, I was I was really impressed. Yeah. Um, the front three, Broadhead tried, uh, like, all game. And you can, again, never fault his effort. He still looks like a very, very good player. I think I've been impressed with him every time he's played. But similarly to every time he's played, apart from, um, I think, was it, was it Shrewsbury, the goal? Yeah. Apart from that game, um, he hasn't had anything to really show for it. Um, obviously got a, cup, got a goal in the cup um, a while back now. But everything he's trying will eventually pay off. And I look forward to that. But it didn't quite pay off yesterday, so I'll go with a six. Yeah, same with for six. He, he sort of drifted out in periods. Um, I'd like to see him get a little bit more more involved and maybe, like I said earlier, closer to Stuart. Because um, I think, you know, their vision that they both got and, you know, if we can get a little partnership going, I think that would do us, suit us really well. Um, so, yeah, I'll go yeah. with six. Um, Pritchard, I would probably go with a high six, maybe a seven. Um, again, tried a lot, but just final pass wasn't always there for him um, it didn't always come off but he's definitely in the, the best form that we've seen him in so far and I think keeping him fit will be important um, but yeah I'd probably say six yesterday yeah, I'll probably bump him up to a seven I think he got played the ball through for um, Dayaku um, and great through ball for, for Broadhead as well so I think yeah. that you know we're finally seeing what the player that we should, you know, we know he should be one of the best players in the league, and you know, we're starting to see some consistency there. So, yeah, I'll give him a seven. Yeah, and last but not least, Stewart service was limited into him, and part of that is down to just the quality of service and the fact that he is starting to drop deeper and deeper for different reasons. Um, can't really remember him having any kind of clear cut chances. I think there was one header, um, from about 10 yards out, which he headed straight at Eastwood, but other than that. Worked hard all game, so again, six. Yeah, I've gone with six. Um, I was a little bit frustrated that because he did hit the crossbar, didn't he? It just went on just underneath the crossbar yeah. and come out, but I think he almost mishit it, um, which was a little bit frustrating. But again, he's one of those ones who, you know, if he's not scoring, he will graft his ass off. But I'd love to see him just just try and remain the focal point, you know, in the middle and let the others do the, the wide work just to get the ball into you. So, yeah, yeah six for me. And one of the match, I think it's fair to say Winchester. Yeah, all the way. I thought he was he was brilliant yesterday. And to especially a little mention, I think it's a little mention. I thought Embleton was was very energetic yeah. when he came on. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more, just a tiny bit more quality. And I think some of the balls that he puts in do actually, you know, find their way to our players. Um, so let's hope that he's he's found some form finally. Yeah. Um, more come on Tuesday predictions for that one. Um, I'd like to think a, a, t- a two or a three nil run of the mill easy. When I say easy, just you know, no injuries and <laughs> you know yeah. the game sort of just goes. You know, we win two or three nil. I'll I'll take that all day long. But again, as Sunderland fans, we know that it's never easy. So, but yeah, I'll, I'll take a two or, or three nil. <laughs> yeah, hopefully so. We'll be back to talk about that Tuesday game on Wednesday. Um, hopefully, I think. Um, and we'll, again, we'll have one talking about the game on next Saturday, which is Plymouth. Um, but it's been a pleasure again, John. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me, as always. But until next time, 
We will see that. That's all, folks.